Hello and welcome to Not Another Witch podcast. I'm Vicky, aka the Aphrodisian Witch, and today's going to be a mini episode. Today I want to talk about my experiences being online, being a witch online, being visible online, building my business on Instagram, and the challenges that I have faced. (laughs) Oh, that sounds heavy. It's not going to be particularly heavy. But I am recording this in the weird aftermath of a very strange few weeks for me on Instagram. Whenever shit goes down on Instagram, I always am reminded of how much I depend on it for my business, which is kind of terrifying. And similarly, how quickly that can all be taken away. I am trying to diversify my platforms. It's one of the reasons I started this podcast. But you know, my my follower base on Instagram is like 30k plus. And I'm under like a 1000 people on my newsletter. So I still have to put a lot of my eggs into Instagram's basket. Because that's where my that's where my audience is. That's where a lot of my clients find me. So it's almost in this this weird love hate relationship, because sometimes I have a fantastic relationship with Instagram and I have really good boundaries, and then other times, Instagram is just like, just like fucking me over. (laughs) So the last couple of weeks, I had my account restricted. It's the first time this has happened. For talking about fucking mushrooms, and not even like magic mushrooms, talking about just normal mushrooms, like non-psychedelic, normal mushrooms, talking about foraging, talking about how foraging for mushrooms has helped my mental health. And yeah, Instagram said that I was selling drugs. (laughs) And obviously I wasn't, but they restricted my account and flagged a load of my content, but weirdly didn't flag some of the stuff that I feel like should have maybe been flagged, like my weed stuff. Some of my weed stuff was flagged, but some of it wasn't. And weirdly, it's the viral videos that haven't been flagged. I have a theory it's because it makes Instagram money like viral videos, people are staying on the app longer, the, the smaller videos that don't have as much audience to them, Instagram is like, yeah, they can go. I don't know, maybe that's just a conspiracy theory. And then Instagram decided that actually, no, I was okay. After like a couple of days of just being terrified of having my account deleted, I'd already had a comment flagged because I had someone tell me I was going to hell. So I said, that they looked like a toe <laughs> and Instagram uh, said that it was bullying. So I don't know how their, their comment didn't get flagged, but I guess that's just the way the cookie crumbles. So yeah, that was kind of stressful. And then Instagram was like, actually, you're okay. And then suddenly one of my videos started going off. So I was just like, this is like whiplash. So whenever I have a viral video or like one of my reels goes viral it's always reels sometimes it pulls in wonderful amazing witchy people and it reaches other witchy corners of the internet that I have not reached yet and other times it just gets into like the weirdest places on Instagram and I just get flooded with just horrible people just telling me that I'm ugly that they hate my hair that I'm a stupid woman even though I'm not a woman, you know, that witchcraft is not real, that astrology is not real, your business is a lie. Or jumping to conclusions and like saying, oh, well, this isn't, this isn't true because of X, Y, Z. And I'm like, if you know anything about this particular goddess, like Aphrodite, 
then you would know this very basic, basic, basic part of her mythology. And that's always really overwhelming. And people can get mean. People can be really, really, really mean. And it's really difficult to not focus on that. And you might have loads of comments saying, oh my God, I love this. And it's like three comments that are just like horrible. And it can really grind you down. All of this being said, it has also been the most fantastic test of my own resilience and the most amazing way for me to really stretch into my own visibility and to build a thicker skin and to allow those shitty things just to like, just deflect off me because I don't want that kind of shit on my page. I don't want that kind of shit in my life. And I suppose the reason why this frustrates me is because I'm just not the sort of person just to go and just say something shitty to someone for no reason on an Instagram post. Like if I don't agree with something, unless it's specifically harmful, I'll just scroll on by. You don't see me commenting on like football videos like this is fucking stupid. And similarly then on the other end of the spectrum, and this is a part of it I didn't really think that I would encounter is there are some witches and pagans who think that I should not be talking about this stuff online and that if I'm making it relatable if I'm making like a meme or I'm like using a silly trending sound to convey something about my practice that that like cheapens my message or cheapens what I'm saying or makes it less valid which again is just silly to me because if witchcraft does not adapt and stay modern obviously there is antiquated elements to it but if it doesn't keep up with the times it's gonna go and we are at a most fantastic point in history where we have all of these amazing ways of spreading information and having access to information and if we decide that because something's on reels that it's not legit we are denying a massive resource from ourselves and from the community. Similarly, I also think it's a little bit elitist. Not everyone can A, afford to go out and buy a book or take a course or attend a pagan moot or a coven meeting. Most people have access to the internet, not everyone, obviously. And a lot of people have access to social media. And we have never had a point like this in history where we have had access at our, literally at our fingertips to this amazing array of resources. I came to witchcraft before witch talk. I'm not even on witch talk. People use this thing to me and say witch talk. Oh, you're on witch talk. No, I'm not. I'm not even on TikTok. I- I'm on Instagram. So I don't know what, is it witch talk if it's on Instagram? I don't think it is. Maybe I'm just being pedantic. But I came to this path before that was even a thing. And the difference in resources that there was when I started 11 years ago, it was like a desert then. And we have an abundance now. And I don't see how, because of that, it cheapens it. Obviously, there is nuance to this. When we have an abundance of information, you can also find an abundance of shit. But that's just kind of, it's the same thing as if you go to a library. You'll find some really great books and you'll find some absolutely shit books. The same thing goes online. Instead of berating people for finding witchcraft through social media or teaching witchcraft on social media or speaking about witchcraft on social media, 
Why aren't we teaching people how to be more discerning about what information they come across on social media? If we are teaching people, okay, question where people's sources are. Think for yourself, question authority, look at everything with a skeptical eye. Ask people, what practice are you coming from? Look at people's lineage, encourage your mentors to name their lineage. Encourage your mentors to name their privilege. Why aren't we putting more weight on that rather than saying that because somebody's come to, to witchcraft or paganism or spirituality through Instagram, that makes it less valid? It's elitist, it's ableist <laughs> as well. Because again, a lot of folks might not have the resources to buy books. They might not be able to go to their local library. They might not be able to access an in-person coven meeting. If they even know where to even look. When I see witches, and it's, it's usually experienced witches who just have a weird chip on their shoulder because other people are getting into, into spirituality and they want to be the only ones, they want to be the special ones. It's really disheartening and I cannot imagine being a beginner witch and seeing that it would make you feel like you were not allowed to be in this community, to be in this space. And considering that most of us are the outsiders and taking on the label of the witch means owning the fact that you are an outsider. If you cannot open your arms to other outsiders, regardless of how they actually come to this path, you're, you should not be practicing witchcraft. I'm sorry, you shouldn't because this is part of the deal. If you only wanna do witchcraft because it's like a cool thing and you wanna be someone who's like quirky and individual, nobody else is doing it, you're doing it for the wrong reason. Witchcraft is about empowerment. It is about owning your own authority, owning your own power. Magically, the, the playing field is level for everyone. If other people learning about spirituality and witchcraft threatens you, then you should probably take a look at yourself and what that has to say about your own sore spots, your own tenderness. Now, don't get me wrong, there are plenty of people in the witchcraft community who probably shouldn't have the platform that they have. That shouldn't have the platform to be spreading particular ideas, especially if they're hateful. A lot of anti-Semitic shit out there in the witchcraft community. A lot of racist shit. A lot of ableist shit. Obviously, there are certain people that I'm like, or certain certain topics that I'm, I'm like, I really don't think that you should be speaking about, that you're the person to be speaking about that. But again, if we taught folks the, the skills of discernment and of feeling confident enough to ask people's sources, and similarly, if you are a, a witchy content creator or a spiritual mentor, not getting defensive when someone asks you for your sources, because I've definitely done that before, even though I think that's totally fine, it almost sometimes can make it feel like, oh, you think I, I don't know what I'm talking about. When actually, maybe one of the reasons I was defensive about that is because that's not something that's particularly encouraged in witchcraft. When I first started out, when like in Wicca, asking for where this information is from was almost discouraged. The notion that there would be a paper trail was almost completely shot down. Now, sometimes the source says, yeah, it's my own concept. It's my own recipe. And that's also okay. Like not everything has to come from a particular line or a particular lineage. But again, it's being open about that and transparent about that. So I really feel like if we taught the spiritual community discernment and folks felt 
a bit more comfortable in discerning and asking, who are you to speak about this? Again, thinking for yourself and questioning authority. If someone is stating that they are the authority on this particular topic, that is grounds for skepticism. Massive skepticism. Anyone who says that they know it all probably does not. Another thing that I think I'd like folks to remember when they are looking at stuff online and not even just with my content but any witchy content creator is knowing that a not everything that you see on socials is actually for their practice that spell is probably not that aesthetic in real life because life does not have nice filters and candles don't burn all nicely and tidily and, you know, a candle might need to be relit or something like that and you might have to potentially scrape off some of that burnt herb material from your candle spell so it doesn't, like, literally go up like a torch. They won't show that on Instagram because that doesn't, that's not nicely perfected and and wrapped up. Obviously, some folks do, but on the whole... And secondly, know that I don't know many people who all of their practice on Instagram. There are so many parts of my practice that I do not talk about online. I don't need to tell people about that. People don't need to know that bit about my practice. And that's okay. I think sometimes folks assume that maybe I'm leading this like super magical, enchanted life. And while I am on one hand, you know, I I very much sometimes get weird meta feelings like, oh my God, like it's this actually my job, that's wild. But also I am literally just a normal person and, and really struggle with motivation and even struggle with motivation in my practice and with my business and all that sort of stuff. And sometimes my business just gives me something to procrastinate with. I don't have to think about my my own shadow work if I'm helping a client with theirs. <laughs> and obviously this is a pitfall that I've caught myself in and something that I'm definitely working on. And I don't think that a lot of these themes would have played out in my life if I hadn't started showing more of my practice online because I didn't start this business or the Aphrodisian witch or its predecessor, Rad Girl Designs, to have 30k followers. It wasn't it wasn't part of the plan. And even if like it was just this forever, or if I halved my audience, I'd be like, okay, because I try and remind myself that the goal here is to lead people back to their inner witch, to lead people back to their intuition, to lead people back to the earth that they're on, to lead people back to their deities. And if I've done that for one person, which I already know I have, like, that's it. That's done. I've completed it. <laughs> Anything else is just icing on top of the cake. And I really try and remind myself that when I get wrapped up in metrics and insights and social media strategies and all this stuff, which on one hand has to be important, because if I don't keep that stuff in mind, I can't reach the people who I feel like it needs to reach. And on the other hand, it's also none of it fucking matters because it will reach the people that it needs to reach. So it's sort of a all and. All and nothing. (laughs) Even just the, the practice of filming a reel and the practice of putting my, my thoughts onto paper and thinking, how can I best communicate this? How can I teach this particular thing in this particular way? How can I make it entertaining? How can I make it snappy? How can I fit it into a trending sound? How can I reuse this? All of it has just built my skills up that I need to build 
I have got infinitely better at being perceived. I've got much better at being visible. I have got a lot better at owning my own opinions. And I've also got a lot better at taking criticism and also knowing when I need to completely ignore that criticism because no, Phil, I'm not going to listen to you that I should dye my hair brown. <laughs> and I think another thing that my being online and showing my practice online and showing myself online and like being queer and disabled and non-binary online has showed me that people will jump to conclusions so quickly and there is nothing that I can do and no amount of explaining and no amount of adding nuance that will actually get people to read the fucking caption. (laughs) Read what the reel says. It's actually not about how much I do. And that has been a really big lesson of like, sometimes you can keep doing and doing and doing and making stuff more open and making stuff easier to understand and breaking it down and making it more simpler. And still people are not going to understand and still people are not going to get it. And some people are just never going to get it. Some people are not going to get my energy. Some people are not going to get this episode. Some people are not going to get my work. And that's okay. There are a lot of people who do. And maybe that's you. Maybe it's not. It is what it is. And that's probably the biggest takeaway is social media has just allowed me to just go with it and be like, whatever happens, happens. I do believe that the algorithm can be manipulated. It it is manipulated. I manipulate it all the time. Anyone who does any sort of content strategy is technically manipulating the algorithm. And I feel like for witches, exploring algorithm magic is like a whole other thing that I could do a whole other episode about. And maybe I will in the future. Being online, being on social media has given me another way that I can stretch my witchcraft skills. I had never considered doing spells on social media until I had started my business. I had never considered the power of a viral sound and having that soundbite travel around the world or having that video traveled around the world. Instagram's just updated some of my insights and now I can see the total watch time of a particular reel, which is wild. So I'm looking at like my prayer to Aphrodite reel, which just did kind of normal. It was a very normal performing reel. It didn't go viral. And altogether, that prayer was played 15 hours straight. And I'm like, holy shit, the concept of a prayer to Aphrodite being played for 15 hours and it's my voice? Holy shit. How wild is that? A video that I did about veiling has been played 724 hours and it's reached 160,000 accounts at the point of recording. That's wild. Like the actual concept of that being sent out into the universe, I can't even comprehend it. So maybe maybe that's another episode is talking about algorithm magic. It's always funny to me because on one hand, I'm like social media is so silly and so tiny and human and it doesn't matter. And then on the other hand, I really feel like it is one of the most amazing things I've that we have ever had, and it is. And that also means it can do a lot of harm. But for me and for my practice and my business, if it wasn't for social media, I would not be here. I would not be recording this podcast. And I really feel like the more folks that my work reaches, the more folks see about spirituality, not even necessarily witchcraft, about spirituality, the better. And if my content has led one person to lean into their practice a little bit deeper, my job has been done. And I already know that I've done that. And even with 
all of the hate and all of the Christians saying they're gonna pray for me. I always think, what are you praying for? Are you praying that I'm gonna have a good day? Probably not. You're gonna pray for my quote unquote redemption. You're gonna be praying for a while because it's not gonna happen. I will stay evil and I will stay mad. <laughs> Maybe that should be the new, the new podcast name. Stay evil and stay mad. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed this mini episode of me just chatting about my relationship with social media. I'm gonna schedule this one. So hopefully it won't be ages between the last episode and this one. And yeah, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to share it with anyone who is into witchy rants about stuff. Make sure to share it and like and subscribe and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, I'll speak to you soon. See ya.